Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Okay, so welcome to the KLE Podcast. Um, we couldn't do video today, but you are welcome to join our conversation. As Steve and I just have a chat um, and um, join our discussion and see if there's something that you can um, get from that. Uh, I'm sure there will be. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. You don't sound too positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm positive. I'm positive. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. You never, you never yeah we're to... hoping we're hoping we might have something we get something from yes well that's the thing is you know um maybe we got something to share with each other uh, i don't yeah. know the last the last thing i saw that you were offering is like um picking up uh, cat poop or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well no i it, it was a thing on doubtful disputations that it talks about there in Romans where, you know, we just don't, we're all kids playing in the same sandbox. And for some reason or other, I mean, I don't, I'll go in there and play with you and, and, but I'm not going to, I'll warn you if you happen to pick up a, a piece of cat doo-doo, you know, yeah. unbeknownst to you, but I'm not going to tell you how to play with your toys. I'm not going to tell you what to build with the sand. I'm not going to, you know, I mean, that's not my job. My job as a brother or sister or whatever is to play. Yes. It's not to come alongside you and correct your every movement because, because your growth and your, your particular walk with Christ is not my responsibility. Yes. Now, however, it, it, you know, it does say that, Iron sharpeneth iron. So I'm, you know, if if there's something else that's going to make you sharper, you know, I I don't mind helping out with that. But but to stand there and correct you on every little thing, or to tell you that you can't do this, or you can't eat this, or you got to meet on Sundays or Saturdays rather than Sundays, or or you got to celebrate this holiday and not that one, or whatever. Yeah, uh, it goes on there in in Romans 14 and just says. What's it to you? You know, I mean, you—that's not your responsibility. Yes, it, it's your responsibility is before your own master you stand or fall. Right, and so let that person have a, the responsibility with that as well. Uh, if I see somebody in a fault, am I supposed to warn them? Well, yeah, of course. And it says, uh, go ahead and and recover them as a brand from a fire. Uh, just understanding that you could be in that very same position, boys. So don't don't go don't yeah. go just thinking you're all you you're all that and a bag of chips. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, right. No, that's um, good. But anyway, I got a lot of I got a lot of um, uh, pushback from that one, just from uh, people that basically have that religious spirit that that uh, don't see it. Yeah, and they just feel like it's their job to uh, go ahead and tell everybody around them that they're not supposed to cuss. They're not supposed to do that. If some 
if somebody feels that in spirit that, hey, I'm not supposed to do this around them, that's a whole different deal. But if I tell you, hey, don't do that around me. Yes. I mean, who are you to tell somebody else out in the world or out even one of your brothers, don't say that stuff in front of me? I mean, who who are you? Who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Ryan. Uh, I know there's a scripture somewhere. I'm just looking for where it talks about um, that um, that we shouldn't be we we should we shouldn't be um, arguing about stuff. And of course, you know that where, where Paul says, you know, one brother eats another. You don't condemn them because you know because your right. conscience don't do it. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's their conscience right now. Uh, yeah, and that's in that Romans 14 section. Yeah. There. Yeah. And that's that's what um um you know what one one guy said, you know, it's just like this is my journey, you know, is like you, you know, right now is you know, I'm trusting God to show me how to don't don't and um argue with me and condemn me and judge me for for where right. I, you know. So Yeah, and and like I told you earlier, you know, I had I had been four days working on that little 350 word deal just because I kept having to whittle it down. And because I wanted to find out exactly what he was saying when he said, don't uh, receive, receive other brothers and sisters, but not with doubtful disputations is what he said. And of course, other, other things talk, I mean, other versions talk about different things, but I wanted to find out exactly what he meant. And the, and the word doubtful disputations means you have a certain mindset. You have a certain way that you've come to thinking, a certain position of heart. You have thoughts, intents, purposes, and motives behind whatever it is you do. My job isn't to come alongside you and debate those with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what Paul was doing basically, or Saul at that time as he was arguing daily in the temple yes, and when he first got born again. So hello. Yeah. So there's a scripture that says what uh, in Colossians two verse eight to 10. And I like this in the Message Bible. It says, watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. They want to drag you off into endless arguments. Never. They spread their ideas through empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God gets expressed in him. So you can see and hear him clearly. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realize the fullness of Christ. And the, empty, wow. and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you bring that fullness together for you too, his power extends over everything. Wow. I, I think. You know, it's like we've got to get away from telescopes, microscopes, and horoscopes. You know, we religion uses all three of those, unfortunately, right. to try and impose the fullness on others, right? Uh, rather or than what I 
what my image of the fullness of Christ is. Uh, yes. Well, my, yeah, what I, again, we back down to <laughs> what we spoke about earlier the week. Um, you know, what is my, what is my, uh, what is my paradigm on that? You know, right. The, right. The fullness of Christ is how you, how you behave yourself in our church, conforming to our, to our d- ideas. You know, I always say this, Steve is like, you know, before, before, um, uh, before we, well, actually, not even before. So, in in the in the denominational church, I had to wear a suit. You know, I had to wear a suit to go to church. If I didn't wear a suit, because that was back when I was in boarding school, we got a hiding. You know, so if you weren't wearing a suit, if you spoke in church, you got a hiding. If you ate in church, you got a hiding. If you spoke to somebody next to you, you got a hiding. So it's just like, okay, that was now that measure. And then um, we came to, uh, you know, we came into the Christian Christian center back in the 80s when Christian centers was like the big movement in South Africa. And so we came into the Christian center. Now it was a suit and a tie, but you didn't have to. And then we went to, you, you mustn't wear a tie. So in some places... If you wear a tie, you're condemned. But if you don't wear a tie, you're also condemned. Right, right. And it's like, this is ridiculous. So everybody has their own idea in their little culture, religious yeah. culture of how you need to conform and how you need to comply. You know, it's right. just, that's crazy. Well, Connie, my wife tells me this all the time. She says, when does not having an agenda become the agenda? Yes. Well, exactly. Exactly. Well, and and that's the thing is is uh, uh, you know we don't have an agenda, but actually there is an <laughs> there is an agenda. We don't have expectations on you, but there is. If you don't jump our hoops, then right then, uh, or our you know my religious view of what is Christianity, and right. that's where um, we've got this. We, we've turned we've turned Christianity into a religion because now we go. If you do, if you do this, this, and this, and this, then you are, you know. But um, uh, or you, you, you look like one anyway. Uh, right, right. You know. So. Yeah. And I, and that's what I um, kind of alluded to in that uh, in that little discourse I put out this last week is that is that uh, we have false images still. Religion puts up false images. A yeah. religious spirit is going to develop a false image, a golden calf. Uh, whatever it is that you want to call it, and we begin to worship that that false image or that image that we have, as opposed to as opposed to worshiping Christ. Yeah. And since I since I worship that image, or since I I see that image as being something that I have to conform to, I will try to make everybody else around me conform to it too, even though I can't I can't do it. Yes. And so now, all of a sudden, now we're both under the law of that same thing, and right. neither one of them can perform it. Yeah. And uh, so, no wonder he told us to cast down false images, even in the old covenant. Yeah. You know, we're supposed yeah. to cast down false images. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that I I'm finding out right now. Even in myself, I have some certain false images. Uh, for instance, uh, praise and worship. Mm. Okay, I have come to some understanding about praise and worship as far as just, um, you know, I, I may have I may have come up with some songs and stuff like that uh, going into it. But uh, I empty myself and then find out what it is that 
that he is dancing at that point or what the dance is, what, what the Holy Spirit's moving by, and then play to that. Yeah. Uh, which is totally different than what I was brought into. However, just, just because I move that way, does it mean that everybody else has to? Well, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like I don't know. It, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. You know, I'm trying to find how we find. Not trying to find. I'm 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 searching within my own my own heart. Is like you know finding that that. Um, that measure of of the spirits move and how do you get a group to do that you know how do you get those that right even though they because what we're dealing with is most people you know they still believe they've got to be entertained kind of thing they they don't say that right. but, and so you know how do you get beyond that en- entertainment mentality how do you get beyond this church paradigm where um you know, somebody has to be telling me, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to have to come to a meeting where I've got to do something. You know, I'm not skillful right. enough. I, you know, I, I want to, I mean, one yeah. guy, when we first started, one guy came and said, well, um, I mean, you know, Michelle and I were young, man, we were still just starting. And, and so it's like, we, we, you know, Michelle was young at speaking from the platform and I was young and, and uh, and we were doing the best that we we knew how to do, you know. Even though we had done quite a bit of it, you know, previously, but not in our own kind of setting. And so one guy, business guy, comes to us and he goes, "Okay, you guys have just got to. Your wife has got to get off the, you know, stop talking altogether. She she can't talk. We don't want to hear." And um, and he said, "You you um, you don't know what you're talking about. So you need to sit down for." An- <laughs> And he said, we, we, um, I like the praise and worship because I can play my tambourine, you know. Oh. And so you're going to have more praise and worship so we can, so I can play my tambourine. And I said, who are you, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And, of course, I was still in, in the para- church past the par- paradigm, you know, so so I didn't take too kindly to it either, you know. It's about, right. But yeah, it, who are you telling me because I'm the pastor? Yeah, exactly, you know. But, but at the same time, it's like um, – you know, he's he where he was coming from is like his tambourine, or you know, could be a you know ram's horn blowing, or right, right, you yeah. know, whatever is this like um, a shofar? Yeah, know, yeah. Is this, I got to have an opportunity to play my shofar. That's you know, I like the music. I want to be I want to be entertained with the music, so I can play my tambourine with the music. You know, it's just like right. we, I like that more. And so yeah, but that's you. You know, so now is like that's not the choreography of the spirit. I understand there will be times when when we when we all just get together and speak in tongues, you know, why not? It's just like or or times when there's but the Bible what does it say in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 it talks about that one brings a psalm, one brings a, a word of encouragement. Right. right. And and so everybody has something to contribute. But yeah. People, Let it all be done, but decently and in order. And in order, that's right. So, and, you know, and that's and what order are we looking for? Not our church order, not the not right. the denominational order. Or and the, that's the thing is who who determines what is that order? Yeah, exactly. Because so, everybody at that point, then everybody has in their own mind. They all all have their own vine and their own fig tree. So, 
you know, I'm going to, well, I determined that this is the order. Well, I determined this is the order. Well, not me. I think this is the order. Well, now all of a sudden, now we have a, a, a plethora of, of viewpoints of what the order is. Yes. And now, once again, it's all carnal. It has nothing to do with the spirit of God. It has to do with my, my vantage point of what I think the service ought to go by. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where it becomes, you know, uh, everybody's trying to impose on each other what they think is the, is the way to go, you know? Right. Yeah, and so we leave out, we leave out, and that's, then you got, you got the people that are sort of introverted. Right. And, and um, you know, they, they, they may and probably have something to contribute, but they won't because they feel intimidated. Right. You know, by those that are these loud and, and, you know, more spiritual and got the super prophecy gifts and whatever else. And, and so they they just kill you know any growth and development and um, uh, in equipping of those that uh, that have something but are not saying anything because they feel intimidated by everybody you know right and, and their personality isn't isn't such that's going to force it out there either no exactly you know I prophesy you will prophesy <laughs> right right it, it's not going to happen you know so so in that. How does one, which is the question you started a few minutes ago, how do you, how do you determine then what is the choreography? Because he who ministereth to you the Spirit, does he do it by faith or does he do it by works of the law? The word ministereth, of course, is the word as both of us know, and we've talked about before is epicorigeo. So, yeah, uh, the, and it literally means epi means over or watches over or to be over. And then choregeo is the word we get choreography from. So it, it, it essentially means he who watches over the round dance. So how do we, who determines what the dance is? Who determines or who determines what that choreography is? How do you, who is the watcher of that? Well, you see, that's, that's the that's the thing that I think people are confused with because um, right. because they're saying all right if we get and somebody doesn't um, and somebody doesn't say something then you know what what happens then you know is like if somebody right. take charge what happens then you know right so uh, yeah it's a it's a good question <laughs> yeah and if somebody doesn't find the choreography what are we doing yeah. And I, you know, for just from from my from what I understand, is that's where eldership becomes important. Not right, right. Not, they become the directors. They become, you know, or somebody in there will have the pilotage, which is just to to constantly keep everything moving towards the edification, the releasing, the equipping, right of of those giftings within. And that's the thing that goes back to Romans four, 14 again, where it says, let everything be done unto edification or unto edifying. Yes. So the, the whole purpose is to edify or to build. So, you know, is this, is this toward building relationship? Is this toward building the body? Is this toward building Christ in the people? Is this, yes. you know, and to watch, to watch the choreography of the spirit, um, I'm not saying 
it isn't a learn it you can't learn that <laughs> the tough part it's yeah. something that you're aware of in spirit it's not something that's that is just something you do by a form or a formula it's something that's that's heated in spirit and to watch for that and i may not have that every time i mean you and i get together and sometimes you've got kind of you've got the choreography of it sometimes i may start moving a certain direction and have the choreography of it but it doesn't mean that i hang on to the administration of that the whole time yeah either so ah well that's the thing is you know is the danger is is that we we have this revelation that comes to us and now we bang on that in ad infinitum of, um, you know, therefore I need to be in charge. Like right. I said, I've got the revelation. So all of you are, cannot be my gift because right. I've got right. the revelation. You all need to be coming to me. And I just got, there is the problem. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, I remember, uh, there was a, um, uh, a, a guy that in our fellowship that was very good at welding, very good at building things, very good at, um, uh, his gift at building and at doing things was much better than mine. Uh, I knew some technical things that he didn't, Yeah, but he, his, his, his art of building it, his ability to build his speed at doing it was much better than mine. So uh, if he was building something, I'd come alongside him and build. And I'd get in trouble for it because I was told that I was an elder. I wasn't supposed to come under somebody else. But I would go as he has administration. This is what he's doing. And I'm coming alongside to help him. I'm not it's not positional. We can't keep thinking this positional thinking. That's and right. I'm not, I'm not just because I happen to be an elder when we're playing in the sandbox and he's building something, I'm going to help him build. I don't care what place I have. The only reason I would be an elder is if his, if he is not following the spirit of God by his soul, it says that they who watch for your souls, you know, pray for those who watch for your soul. That's the only thing we're doing. We're not watching for their their spirit man is under Christ before a man's own mastery stands or falls. But if their soul starts getting out of line, if their mind, will, and emotion starts going wacky, of course, I'm going to help them, point them back to their master. Yes, I'm going to exactly. point them back to who is head of their, who is Lord of their life. It's not, it's not me. You know, I'm not the leader. It's it's point them back to Christ. And that's that's the whole objective in the watching over the choreography is point them back to Christ or pointing that back to that that moving of the spirit. Like, for instance, okay, this is just a for instance. And I've seen this happen a bunch of times. Uh, There's prophetic things going on and people are prophesying over one person. Well, you know, there was a prophecy over this person. Well, all of a sudden, then people get excited and they start prophesying over just over the dog and over everything else. Well, what if? What if the choreography or what if the dance was just around that person for right now? Because what you'll notice is, is that even though it goes off and somebody else gets prophesied over, usually 
two or three people will come back and prophesy to that first person again. Yeah. And so you're just over the years, I've watched that as a pattern. I've gone, okay, that's part of the choreography is to continue to help, help keep it on that particular verse or help keep the dance in that particular area for now. And then, then go ahead and, and open it back up to, you know, whoever else needs to be prophesied over. Uh, And then sometimes there'll be a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom or, or, um, you know, somebody will throw in, I feel like so-and-so needs to be prayed for, for healing. Yes, they, they do, but let's continue this until that's over. Let's continue to dance in this area and then let's get, let's get to them. I mean, we definitely need to do that, but let's, let's wait until this is done. Yes. And, and that's just, that's just a matter of order. That's not a matter of, of trying to be under a law. It's just a matter of if the Holy Spirit is on that right now and is working on that person, well, then let's let him work on that person. Let's not jump over here and, you know, jump all over the place. And yeah, I know it's a great idea, but let's just let's follow what the dance is at this point. And that's where that's where a lot of times in our zeal or in our um in our mind and our thinking, we, we think that there's so many other things that can be done now because we see the Holy spirit showing up and we think, Whoa, this is exciting. And so now we think, well, let's everything be done. Yes. Let's everything be done, but let it be done decently in an order, not just jumping all over the map. So, and I know that may sound like law to some people, but I've just seen it time and time again, where he brings it back to that one person regardless if we go off course or or we go off the dance for a little while he always brings it back uh and then once that's done and you can feel it lift on that person then you then it goes on naturally in in spirit it goes on to something else or somebody else it's and it's just it's a powerful thing when you begin to help everybody get on the same page and realize how that dance works but in the meantime it's kind of tough because uh, most people aren't used to that type of thing. They're just, they're excited They're And it's great. It's great. We're excited, but, but let everything be done, <laughs> but, but let it be done decently and in order, let it be done in order. So. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And it's the order of the spirit, not the order of. Right. And that's and not because I think it's the order. Yes. It's, it's just, who is he working on right now? Well, yeah. then let him finish. Yeah. And, and that's gracious here. And I think that's where, you know, that's where, um, yeah, we, we've, we, we have to rethink um, and relook at what, what we value as far as who is the church, what is the church, how the church functions, what is the assignment? You know, what is the order? Um, you know, there's a lot of things involved in this, but, you know, to keep it simple, it's just like, is it Ephesians? Um, I'm just looking here quickly. Ephesians chapter four, um, where he talks about that. Uh, for, and he, yeah, so in the Amplified, he talks about um, um, 
Is it a four? It is four hundred. Yeah. So he says. Uh, so he gave some. He gave some of these gifts. Oh, yeah. Fully equip and perfect the saints for works of service to build up the body of Christ. So who does the building up? It's each other. The, right. the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. So there's a constant growing process right? that we all need to reach oneness in the faith and we all need to need the, reach the knowledge of the Son of God. And that's intimate knowledge. That's not talking about pre, you know, information being shared from the pulpit. Right. And growing spiritually. So everybody growing spiritually to become a mature believer reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness. So <laughs> to become a mature believer, reaching the, the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness. So it's wow. not just uh, like, okay, you know, I am. It's like that you're able to manifest his spiritual completeness and exercise our spiritual gifts in unity. Right. So, the, and that's the, a spiritual completeness of Christ, the Messiah. Yeah, exactly. So, so that 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 the measure of the fullness of Christ is w when we can manifest the spiritual completeness in our lives, and and exercise our spiritual gifts in unity with everybody else. So right. that's where this inter um, it's interdependence happens. Is that. You know, my gift is not greater than yours. Yours is not greater than mine. Mine's not more important than yours. Oh, yours. I don't know, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, is that we, we begin to understand is like, I need you. You need me. I'm not, I'm not threatened by you. You're not threatened by me. I'm not competing with you. You don't compete with me. I don't compare myself to you. You don't compare yourself. We know that we have a gift that God's given us that we contribute to the edification of each other and to those around us. Right. That's it. We, and, and we operate differently and at different times. Exactly. And the, the thing is, is if, if you are prophesying or in simplicity, I guess just in simplicity, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, you know, yeah, la, yeah. La, la, la. but I'm saying if you, what you're doing right now, you're prophesying, you're speaking for God, you're speaking yeah. for Christ. Yes. And it says, if the uh, if another who stands by has something, the first one holds his peace, the second one speaks, and then the first one goes right back to speaking again. Yes. And it's not, I mean, we do that because it's conversational. It's not, I let you preach and you say the whole thing, and then now it's my turn. Yes. Yes, it, exactly. It's a conversational thing. And that's that's that word ecclesia, which in, intentionally god used or christ used when he says i will build my ecclesia it, it was it was a greek term and i know we said this last time but it was a greek term that that was meant to show a picture of of how they operated when they came together it wasn't just the gathering together it was how they interacted it was a it wasn't a free-for-all but it was an ability to be able to share each person or each household be able to share what they had or their perspective or what was going on. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't necessarily a religious thing. It was a, they did that in a political forum as well. They called it Ecclesia right. whenever the Greeks got together because they were discussing 
what should be done for this war or for this particular thing or for the city or but it was always termed an ecclesia whenever they got together and discussed it openly yes exactly and so because and what you're reading about there in ephesians the same thing said in colossians 2 which said and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands now i'm a bone okay i was set in the body as a bone so what does a joint and a band do what is a joint you know it's it's when the two bones come together and the bands or the sinew hold those bones together to make that joint functional yes and it says that all the body by the joints and the bands having nourishment then ministered is it isn't because there was a particular bone there that was better than all the rest of the bones exactly it yeah, was there, the, there wasn't ahead. one more prominent bone than the other bones you know right and it says and knit together then increaseth with the increase of god yeah exactly but it was the joints and the band the body's only as strong as that which every joint supplieth yeah Contribute. so yeah so it's the joint, it's the two of us coming together that supply. It's not me just by myself as a bone filled up to the full that supplies to the body. It's, yeah. it's how the two of us interact and flow with the spirit of the living God that affects the body. And yeah. that's how we have nourishment and so therefore minister. Yes. And that's why, to me, this is much more exciting to me doing it this way than it is for me just to sit down and teach a, a little session on something yeah because the interaction to me is more to me it's more life-giving because as a bone in and of myself i can share all day long what my this bone believes yeah exactly but it's when there's an interaction and it shows that nourishment it shows that life it demonstrates the increase and that and the it, it increases with an increase of God when these joints and the bands come, uh, begin to demonstrate how these two bones operate together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, it's just those little scriptures that are just hidden and well, they're not hidden. I mean, they're. <laughs> they, I guess what it is is we've hidden them for so long because we thought that that there are particular bones that have more particular notoriety than any others well well that's it and then the, the simple fact of the matter is we couldn't really understand it because in the light of our you know it didn't fit our paradigm so right 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 so right we try well we we looked at it and we try and fit the scripture in then to our paradigm into our model into our plan into our our idea of what the order is and then, um, and so we're hoping that it all fits together, you know, and, yeah. and it doesn't, it never happens. It's like we've heard forever, you know, is that the gifts are there to edify the body of Christ so that, um, to equip the saints so that they can do the works of ministry. And yet we just don't see the works of service happening, you know, no, no, don't no, see no, it. no, not at all. We don't see, I mean, we've had, ad, you know, ad nauseum, we've had, um, uh, you know, seminars on on the gifts of the spirit, you know, just on and on and on, I, I, you know, and then, you know, an assessment of what is your gift and, and, and we go on and on and on and still we don't see it. You know, we don't yeah. see the body of Christ functioning 
Yeah, because that gift does nothing in and of itself unless it's joined to another bone. Exactly. Unless it's functioning within the context of right, right. Of, of a community that everybody's contributing to. Right. It doesn't function. I mean, yeah. like where, where does where do you get charged? Okay, so we make a little small group somewhere that still has an agenda, still has an order that's established by sort of the the hierarchy. Right. And, and, uh, and God help you if you violate that. But it's just like you follow this. And then we're still hoping that somehow people will contribute something. And they don't, you know. It's just like. Yeah. I was telling a, a good friend of ours the other day, um, you know, watch out for the javelin. Yeah. Because Saul, you know, even though David was sent in there to to play to Saul and to, to soothe his evil spirit, he was still the king. Yeah. And. The king at some point in time is going to try to stick David to the wall with a javelin. Yeah. Yeah. And, if, he huh? if he doesn't conform and comply. Right. Right. If he doesn't conform and comply to what it is that the, that Saul thinks that he should conform to. Yeah. So, and, or just get angry. Yeah. Yeah. And then start punishing you. You see, it's right. what happens is that's what religion does. Religion divides and they divide by. Um, having these implicit expectations that you right. better meet these standards, conditions um, that you must meet, they're implicit. In other words, they won't say, "Hey, you better." Some people do. I mean, some people just outright say, "You be you better comply with this, otherwise you're gone." Right, but, right. But most of the time, it's like you know they're trying to be nice, and but they've got these hidden conditions, obligations standards that you've got to meet and then if you don't you don't get disciplined you get punished you get punished by being left out you get punished by not having you know communication um, directed at you clearly um, you 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 get punished by maybe being inferred to in the message or you get punished by you know various means you know you don't get promoted oh, for him. right God help you that you won't get promoted, you know, in in the church and some various other means, ways and means you right. get punished, you know. So yeah, one of the one of the tough ones is <laughs> my wife says I used to do this to her and the kids all the time too, is that uh, as soon as they would think that I that they were attaining what it is that I thought was the goal for them, I would move the goal line. Yeah. So now you're never attaining. You're never right. reaching anything. Right. You're always just striving to get somewhere. But that's how a person controls somebody else. Well, exactly. That's manipulation at its best right. form. Um, and it's and it all stems out of my my insecurity. Uh, right. It's like I cannot allow anybody to get too close because they might find out who I really am. <laughs> right. You right. know, so I've got to control my environment. I've got to control um, how people relate to me. I've got to control the respect, you know. So, uh, yeah, that is that is the problem. Yeah, and I can't show my faults. I can't show my weakness. Yeah. I, can't even, I can't even disclose to you that I'm having a little struggle in a certain area. So could we stand together and pray for that? Because then I would be seen as weak. Yeah, well, exactly. And the thing about it is, I mean, look, elders... I mean, just by inference, elders are mature. They have a right. spiritual maturity about them. You right. Know, that's why you treat them as fathers, not because they, because they posture themselves as a father in, right. in inverted commas, 
but because they are they are that kind of maturity right and, you know talking moms and dads in the sense of if there's a you know there's one john chapter two talks about that you know let the moms and dads who are mature who have known the father from the beginning in other words they are able to manifest the heavenly father and his likeness not because you posture yourself so right. our eldership have that that maturity that they able to bring and that's that's what guides the constitution of the fellowship right according to the kingdom of god now something you said there is important because and i'm just doing a little side note here because you said eldership it doesn't say those gifts which is apostle prophet evangelist right it doesn't right. say anything no. about their maturity yes no no exactly and and that's the thing is we've allowed giftings to rule right who are immature and insecure they're not mature right and, you know woe to the land when your king is a child so right is that there's going to be oppression there's going to be manipulation there's going to because an, a child they can't always, help it. Huh? they can't help it that's they just... can't help it that's it and so the thing is is and and what we do is we it's like one one guy said to me, said he, so one pastor, you know, he invited me to his meeting, and his, that was his eld, he, his elders were there, and I watched the, the what was going on, and he said to me, so what do you think of my my eldership? <laughs> and I said, well, I said, look, I don't take this up wrong. I said, but none of them are elders. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, because first off, they're your board members, right, and all of them are helps people. They, they they are gifted in the deacon kind of you know right. illustration. They're able to do stuff incredibly well, but none of them stand up and have a voice at this table where they addressing you as a fellow elder. That's right, you're bored. You're the CEO, and boy, he was offended, you know. And so I said, listen, if you make me an elder, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to I'm. I will never try and take your place because you're an elder. You know, I can't. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to back down and, and just be your puppy dog. I'm going to address things from as as the word of God, you know, and and what is what is the spirit of what's the order of the spirit. Yeah. So, of course, that just meant I wasn't going anywhere um, anytime. Yeah. Well, yeah. didn't Peter also say that? He says, I speak to you elders as also an elder. Yeah, well, that, that's some presbyteros. The word means an, an equal. Right. <laughs> equal elder. And of course, that, that just gets left by the way. But so one guy comes in and he, he says, to the, because then they thought I was challenging the leadership. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so some dude comes in from Europe and he, and he, he has a prophecy. You are an apostle. Let no one come in here and take your position. They need oh. to submit to you. And oh my land! In front of everybody, you know, and the, everybody knew who they were. He was talking about, of course. So what we have to do is then we have to, um, you know, exalt a greater gift. The guy's not a, an apostle, you know, but we have to exalt a greater gift, uh, right? So that he presides even stronger. You know, nobody can question that because now it's been prophesied over it's just like this is ridiculous this kind of religious stuff we you know we got to get out the door you know honestly yeah because well and the problem is we we, we like it we do we do 
We love religion because religion caters to the flesh. It's yeah. easy. It, it doesn't mean we, it means we don't have to walk by faith, uh, you know, by grace through faith. We don't have to walk by grace through faith um, to understand the pneumatic costs of the spirit. We don't. Right. You know, that takes effort. That means I actually have to have a relationship with God, not just a religious thing. I've got to have, I've got to be, I've got to be thinking about things, you know, I've got to be, right. I've got to be tuned into. Um, I've got to be tuned into the spirit of God. Exactly. Christ. And, and uh, I, mean, God, I want to, I want to just show you, t- tell you a scripture here about that. That was um, in 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I actually wrote a book on it. I should finish it. Really? Yeah, and publish it. Not a big one, but just um, it's called navigating uh, navigating um, two worlds. So, um, <laughs> because I just noticed how you know, one day I was driving in a car and, and some people were talking. Um, this back in England, and some of the kids are talking and saying, "Oh, you know, they pray in tongues like this." In you know, in the uh, anyway, it's just I, I just thought to myself, you have no idea what um, spiritual things are. You know, it's just there's right. so, such a focus on natural. Anyway, so but um, but you remember this in one Corinthians chapter two verse ten, and says uh, the things which I have not seen and, and not heard and not entered the heart of man that God has prepared for those who love Him, right? And, uh, who hold Him in affectionate reverence, who obey Him, and gratefully recognize the benefits that He has bestowed. So he said that, that's what the Scripture says: we've not seen and ears not heard and it's not entered the heart of man. Of course, that's not true because he says in verse ten: for God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things diligently, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God, right. the divine counsels and things far beyond human understanding. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God that we may know and understand the wonderful things freely given to us by God. And then he goes on to say, we also speak these things. And then he goes, he says, but the natural man, the unbelieving right, man does right. not accept the things, the teachings uh, and revelations of the spirit of God for their foolishness, absurd and illogical to him. And he's incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. So he says the, the natural man cannot get grasp the things of the spirit of God, the the revelations, the insights of the Spirit of God for their foolishness, absurd and illogical to him, and is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned, spiritually appreciated, and he is unqualified to judge spiritual matters. But the spirit, the spiritual man, the pneumatic cost man, the spiritually mature believer, judges all things, questions, examines, and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals. Yet he himself is judged by no one, the unbeliever or the carnal believer cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. And I thought when I looked at that is like, they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. Um, he is able to question, examine and apply what the Holy spirit reveals. Right. But in most, I, I'm generalizing now, but most people have sort of been kept in the place where they don't, they're not allowed to, to examine and question and apply what the Holy Spirit reveals. So they're always right. in that immature state, you know? Right, right. How else, 
how else are they going to learn unless they're able to get out there and, and reach out and, and question some of those things. Uh, I, I, I remember when we were first starting out with the, with the choreography of just, I was just coming into understanding what that was even. Yeah. I, I was trying not to teach, you know, coming in with my notes and just piling it on everybody and uh, just trying to figure out where the Lord was at watching for first Corinthians 12, uh, where the dancing hand of God or that pneumaticos or the spirit of God was moving. And, you know, here would be a prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, you know, just watching for that amongst uh, everybody. Yeah. And um, I remember it was very difficult because, uh, like you said, a lot of people were just they weren't used to that type of thing. They were used to coming and sitting and being having a Moses go to the Lord and hear from him and then coming back with whatever it is God said so that now they can go and feel good about having heard God that week. Yes. But the but the toughest part was is when they started having to find out what the Spirit of the Lord was doing at that point and then speak into that or speak with that and they had never done that before and they said this is the hardest thing we've ever done because usually you know if we're asked to speak or whatever you know we have a week to plan it (laughs) yes yeah exactly now now i'm supposed to be i'm supposed to be just hearing what the lord's saying and speaking it yeah that's how simple it is but yet yet that's one of the toughest things in the world to do because we're having to walk on water every time we do it yes and people aren't used to walking on water they're used to being in the boat yep so it's 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 really interesting to me how how all of this works together because even first corinthians 12 you know to watch that happen in is somebody that I mean, there is there is a word of knowledge, there's word of wisdom, there's tongue, there's an interpretation of tongue. Uh, it's all done decently and in order, but there those things are happening. Yes. And I remember one time asking, you know, if these it says the manifestation, the manifestation, it doesn't say plural. It says mm-hmm. now the manifestation of the spirit is this, and it tells what the manifestation is. Yeah. Uh, so when he shows up this stuff happens. So if this stuff is not happening, is the Holy spirit showing up? Yes. And they went, Oh man, (laughs) that's not right. (laughs) How often have we, how often have we gone by and just thought that maybe we were having a service for God and there was nothing in that, that was a service to him. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it's, uh, it was just our thing. Yeah, yeah. It's our thing to placate something in our religious thinking that made us feel good about ourselves. Yes, exactly. But that's that's really good because the, the Holy Spirit is the thing that teaches us. He also is the one that compares the spiritual things with the spiritual. He, 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 he compares the deep things unto the deep. Yeah. So that he can begin, uh, he can begin then to pour out of the abundance of your heart and begin then to draw out of you out of that deep well things that that are worth hearing from. 
Yeah. Because they're birthed by the spirit of God and then not continued in the flesh, but they're birthed by the spirit and then brought forth by the spirit. Yes. And that the, it's the spirit that giveth life, not the letter of whatever it is we decide to give. It's that spirit of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we got to capture. You know, we have to capture that. Um, is what what is in the spirit and everybody's got to learn that and that's what what the gifts are for is to teach people how to how to learn that you know? yeah the yeah. trick is is that most of the time there is no maturity in those gifts and they don't know how to do it because they've never done it themselves yes exactly and well, here now they're that... set in administration or they're setting governments to govern the church and they don't even know how to operate by the spirit of god themselves yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Oh, man. Yeah, well, we got to keep moving with these things, you know. We got to keep uh keep growing. We'll just keeping we'll just keep encouraging each other. <laughs> <Sticking it out. laughs> so, I don't know who else gets to listen or wants to listen, but you know, I me I I'm like encouraged. I, I mean, I, I just like as you're talking, I'm just searching it out myself and i'm reminded of these principles that god has like revealed to me over time and i just like okay you know, oh yeah yeah gotta, me too gotta search this out and and keep you know keep pressing in for for that place of being you know being able to assess and judge and discern the things of the spirit you know so um, right yeah right. it's powerful because that's what the that's what the lord is doing right now is restoring those things that's the apostolic. If you want to talk about apostolic move, that's what Paul said to Timothy. Uh, since you restore those things which are wanting, yes. lacking, and coming behind. Yes. So yeah. these are areas that are wanting, lacking, and coming behind. He's setting in order those things which are wanting, lacking, and coming behind. That's what that's what that apostolic does. It's not over a bunch of churches. It's not coming in trying to correct and rebuke everybody. It's just setting back in order those things which are wanting, lacking, and coming behind. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look at the simplicity of how that works, of how some of that gift works, you just look at that and you go, wow, I haven't seen that going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's because we probably haven't seen true apostles at work a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. I mean, we, we may have seen some form of that gift, but it's not really the true, it's not the true functioning of that gift. Yeah. Being somebody that's maybe called to that, but then they take on the title role of it and begin to move, they begin to adapt it and conform it into the Greek way of thinking or that Greek, uh, the, the uh, not the Greek, but the, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, even the, even the world knows how to do it, certain ways, you know, and, and we adapt and conform it to the world rather than to what we, as the CEO, that's what we see it as. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And that's our paradigm. Will, Will's paradigm doesn't get the things of the spirit, man. It's just, all, no, it's all carnal, you know, I told you about my brother, didn't I? Yeah. 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 yeah, just as far as just I'll say a brother <laughs> said that he, he wrote this thing. And it was the most confusing thing because it just talked around, 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 around in circles. And it just was it was indicting everybody and everything and indicting, uh, you know, cursing people and telling them that they uh, 
you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I said, man, this is the most confusing thing I've ever read. And he says, well, it's spiritually discerned. Yeah. The reason you can't understand it is because you don't have the spirit. I said, well, I certainly don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have a dictatorship spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course, I'm not understanding that. Yeah. yeah I'm not in that <laughs> paradigm, man. <laughs> oh, but anyway. <laughs> oh, well, it's good. It's good. Steve, thank you very much. Brand. Yep. Gotta... Yeah, you got to get gone to the, your next whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've got pings going on here and all sorts of people looking for me. So I got to shoot now. But thanks very much for your time again, and uh, we'll I'll get this posted out, and and uh, just to everybody that gets to listen or wants to listen or is listening, thank you for staying with us and joining us in our conversation. Yeah, this and week. please please feel free to give us a a jingle or give us a, a at least something on email or or even post on whatever it is we post these yep. on the platform, and just to let us know kind of. Uh, a building on what it is we've been talking about because exactly. because we're definitely we're definitely wanting input into this because we don't we are still searching we are searching the scriptures daily to find out these things so, yeah exactly we don't, uh, we're not coming sitting with all the answers you know so no help us no yeah so no good stuff thanks steve appreciate it all right we'll see you later i hey, talk to you later man god bless eh? all right bye bye